You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. This is how fake news spreads now. What, because I'm confused? No, I, I mean, it's, it's not your fault. <laughs> this, in this instance, no, it's not your fault. It is, it's true. I, re- I totally thought that was what was happening. I'm like, oh, this is very interesting. It's, it's kind of a 5% joke. Like, you had to have watched the show to get it. Uh-huh. But, I mean, for there are a lot of people I've been seeing posting, like, so the dude from Webster got arrested? What? What's happening with this? And Yeah, it, that's what I thought. I'm like, all right, oh, so I guess so. There was an actor that was working on the campaign, which totally <laughs> made sense. I'm like, okay, no. well. It's, I mean, uh, in this world, this topsy-turvy world we live in, that totally makes sense. A man admitted guilt whose name <laughs> is George Papadopoulos, which also happens to be the name of a character from a sitcom. All right, we'll explain it here in a second. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. And we have a lot of stuff that we're going to get to today. I do want to remind everybody that it's always... Fantastic and wonderful for you to go to FunEmploymentRadio.com and click on the Audible link. Oh. It's a wonderful way to pass the time if you have some extra hours, you're on a road trip. Our friend uh, Keelan is listening in live right now to our show oh, from an airplane. That's like magic. That's magic. He's like flying through the air in that's a like, metal tube. I know. It seems kind of like rich people stuff. I think he's like trying to... It totally seems. Did he pay like the, did he pay like the fifty dollars a minute to get the internet in space or in the air? <laughs> he's paying fifty dollars a minute for his inter- that's space internet. That's what I always internet. thought. Remember, like I was always like, accidentally afraid I was going to knock off the uh, you know the telephone that's in front because if you knock it off and try to make a phone call, it's like a hundred dollars. Wait, for what? If you're in an airplane, and remember when there was... The, oh, when you could yeah, make, when it used to be... When it used to have the telephones in front of you, and yeah. you, if you accidentally knock that shit off, I was so afraid I was going to knock it off, and then like I was going to get charged $200 because I accidentally made a phone call. Yeah, I do I remember being paranoid, paranoid about that. paranoid about that. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to charge it to my seat. Oh, no. No, I think it's like 10 bucks now. It's, I don't think it's so much. But Keelan, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. He's listening to our show live uh, on, the, uh, on the airplane. But then after he's done, what he could do is listen to an Audible book by going to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicking on the Audible link right there at the top of the page. Greg, I would like to tell you, I just downloaded a new Audible book uh, when I went to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicked on the Audible That's link. That's the most important part. I am also, now, since, you know, I'm not I'm not sleeping as well because I'm just, I continue to uh, go through my, like, serial killer binge thing. So now I've decided to start uh, listening to uh, The I-5 Killer. Oh, Jesus. By Anne Rule. Who is now my favorite person? She Which just one's passed the away. The I five killer. Um, I don't know. I just got it, so I'm I'm looking forward to listening to it today as I walk around outside with my allergies acting up, just enjoying Listing the fall weather. killer things. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's between good to know. that and the and uh, the Stranger Things like instrumental soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to creep myself Really knocking it out of the park. Around, All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, important thing here is to go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Audible link. Mm. All right. So there's, like I said, there's a lot that we want to get to. I do want to address something, some kind of rumor that apparently is going around about me that I need to clear up, that I need to clarify what? on what's going on. Yeah. What are you talking We're gonna about? We're going to get to it here in a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. Does this concern some, me? Should I be worried? There's some false rumors going on around about me right now about something that happened in my past, and I want to address it. So we'll get is to that like here in a minute. Bad? Well, I it's inaccurate. I wouldn't okay. say it's bad, but All it's right. very inaccurate. You so know, when you say that I'm like, okay. Oh, I wouldn't be happened. ashamed. Okay, you're not ashamed. Well, I'm not ashamed because I didn't do it. Okay, but even if I had done it, I wouldn't feel shame. But at the same time, I feel it needs to be addressed. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll get to that in a second. But however, I did think it was funny today. So, um, and this is I, again, this is how these things spread. So Sarah today noticed what was going on online. If you didn't hear about it, this is Monday, October 30th. And we're not going to go into this part of it, but there's a bunch of indictments that were brought out by uh, Robert Mueller for the investigation into Russia and all of that. One of the guys who admitted guilt, um, as of right now, is uh, a man by the name of George Papadopoulos. So George, That's such a fun last name. It is, and it's a very memorable last Papadopoulos. name. Papadopoulos. So that is like a... I love that last name. Well, for anybody who watched sitcoms regularly in the 80s, especially one of them, if you watched Webster, the name George Papadopoulos is synonymous with the character from that show who was Webster's basically stepdad. and uh, Or not stepdad. It would have been his, I don't know, his foster dad, I guess, as however you would okay. have called it. So George Lots Papadopoulos, of foster dads in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Foster dads were a big thing. And, I mean, and foster mom. I too, watched a lot know. of Punky Brewster. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, fo- I mean, different strokes. Oh, yeah. My yeah. two dads. My two dads. Well, yeah. that wasn't foster. No, they weren't. Yeah. Well, that was were... like adopted. 
or like no. one of them. I can't remember. My two dads was always confusing. I can't remember how that one worked. Yeah, it's but like dad anyway. and his best friend or dad and his brother. No, I think best friends. I, I can't remember. Okay, well, yeah. I'm glad you worked that out. Thank you. Live on the air. Thank you. Uh, so, George Papadopoulos, anyway, was the name of the father figure on that show, the character's name. But he's played by a guy named Alex Karras, who I think passed away a few few years ago, I think several years ago. Yeah, okay, he passed away in 2012. So, um, but people are posting this this picture, and I noticed our buddy Court posted it, a picture of the Webster family and uh, from, the, from the sitcom saying George Papadopoulos was arrested. And people, if you don't watch the show, A, you don't know that's the character's name, and B, it looks like somebody from Webster was arrested for conspiracy to lie to the government or whatever it is that he's arrested for. And so Sarah was asking, and legitimately, you asked, so there's a person from Webster who was arrested in this? And I've yeah, because I was to confused. Explain. I just keep saying I didn't realize that I would, like I was. There's so many jokesters yeah. on the internet because it's like I thought it was real because every single person is making the exact same joke. So yeah. that's when I thought that's why it was confusing. I'm like, all right, it's like one joke, but then everyone's saying the same exact thing. So I'm like, okay, yeah. Wait, so the dad from Webster was working on a campaign <laughs> and lied to the government and what? <laughs> yeah, so confused. I know it is confusing, but no, it was just he was the dad from Webster, which Webster. So you've never watched Webster? No. You know who Emmanuel Lewis is? Do you know who Webster is? He's a little guy, right? He's a little guy, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I know the pop culture reference. Yeah, he's a little guy. Um, He he was, you know, dwarf or whatever you'd want to call, whatever the proper term is. Anyway, he's a little little guy. A little person, yeah. I really don't think dwarf is what you're supposed to call (laughs) him. Dwarfism is a thing. That's the proper, that's the clinical term, right? Oh, God, I'm getting myself in trouble, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, you sure are. I'm going to have to apologize for this one, too. Mm-hmm. So, and no, it's, anyway, he's a little guy, little person. And, uh, and the whole show revolved around him and then his family. The mom was Ma'am. The ma'am was this woman with... Uh, what? Yeah, he just called her Ma'am. Like, I don't know why. He didn't call her Mom. He just called her Ma'am. Ma'am? So it was George and Ma'am. And George Papadopoulos was this, like, crabby old dude with a mustache, and he would just be, rah, rah, rah. it was always crabby. And then Ma'am was this woman with a red mullet. She was redheaded. Was Ma'am his wife? Ma'am was George's wife. And they were kind of, you know, Webster's foster parents. Okay. So that's how, that's how the whole thing worked. And then Webster lived in this magical, they were rich. And so he lived in this house with a bunch of like secret doors and things. So he could scurry through the whole house. And oh, like, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, you always wanted to be in Webster's house because it was a pretty awesome looking house. Yeah. He had little like cabinets. And since he was small, he could like, Crawl through. Looking in hindsight, maybe this oh, is wow. probably not the greatest show. I watched it when I was a child, and it seemed amazing. Looking back now, so they're making fun of this poor little kid who's crawling through a house. But yeah, that doesn't sound, well. I didn't see it as that. I'm like, I want to go through and explore like a hidden tunnels and stuff. If I was ever crazy rich, I would totally have like hidden rooms and tunnels yeah. and like different panels, like the house from Clue. That oh, would you, be you're, your obsession with glue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, well, that's what Webster's house was. Like, no, like having like secret passageways. That yeah. is the coolest thing. No, that's that's what it was like. And he had a little uh, dumbwaiter thing that he would he would go up and down the floors on that thing. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. You know, and then you had the theme song, which was reminding me. Yeah. Like from the golden era of television theme songs. Oh, Late God. 80s, early 90s was the golden well, era. Well, yeah, I agree, but I never watched this. I don't... I, was this earlier 80s? Probably towards the mid, late 80s. This is the theme song? Uh-huh. It's not really that amazing. Oh, it is fantastic. You sure you're just remembering it? Ooh, and me. <gasps> Keelan has an update from his flight. Uh-oh. Keelan, who is live on the uh, in an airplane right now, listening to us, said, "Son of a bitch, the woman next to me on the flight is now barefoot." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! Oh my god! Oh, that's fantastic! Especially for that to happen to Keelan, and oh. I know his thoughts on feet. He and it's does not, not good. like feet. Not he a does foot not fan. Like feet. Whatever the opposite picture, of a Keelan, foot fetish is, that is what Keelan has. Get a picture. Well, anyway, yeah, Webster's theme song was through there. Like I used to be obsessed with. With the sitcom theme songs from that, I don't know why. Oh yeah, you've talked about that, and you. Yeah. What's I'm, the one? It wasn't Webster that was your favorite. Favoritist. No, there's one that's the greatest theme song of all time. Yeah. I mean, the greatest. There is no disputing. It's just fact. The greatest sitcom theme song <laughs> that's ever been created. Uh, Rick says this theme song sounds like something Patrick Bateman would kill too. <laughs> it does. It does. That is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I mean, I like like whimsical opening songs. 
So you always have to have the drums like. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's just a there's a standard way that they all did them back then. Well, I mean, there was oh like so this. I used to have a hard drive Wait. with hundreds of them that I had saved. Now you can find them all online. This is one of my favorite ones. I think it starts with the same thing. Do you remember this? There's the drums. He turned me up a little. Is this step by step? It is step by okay. step. Yeah. I loved step by step. That was on TGIF, TGIF right? TGIF Fridays? TGIF. Yeah, I don't remember TGIF, which night, yeah. but yeah. I'm pretty sure that this was on on Fridays. Yeah. Step by step, yeah. See, this is I a mean, good it wasn't one. an amazing show, but for some one. reason, it was like watchable. Yeah. And I don't know, like, because it was like all teenage kids, like around our age, so it made it like more interesting. Well, all the shows, yeah, were. I mean, they always had to have like the teeth thing. See, this is a, another classic. May not be rap song. What? This sounds so old. No, the recording may not be the best. What is this? Different strokes oh, it takes. Boy. Different strokes it takes. Different strokes. Can you not look at me world. while you're singing, please? <laughs> No, this was different strokes. Also, ironically, with another very, very short child. Um, wow. But yeah, no, that was the whole theme back then. All right, this different is the strokes best one. was amazing. It's a rare condition this day and age to read it a good news. Something good. Have, do you remember this song? Yes, of course I know this song. Who is this? Family Matters. Yes, it is Family Matters. You act like I didn't watch television. I didn't get rich. I don't know. Kid. You have all these like old timey shows that you were watching. Old time. Oh my god. You act like you weren't alive and around when this was. I on. don't know. It must have been. I mean. Also, you have to remember. Like I had to watch what was ever syndicated. So, I grew up in the country. We had poor people television, and so it's just whatever the three channels would play. That's what we got. You had rich kid television with like your millions of channels and your. I did your, not. I had a clicker box. Your Nickelodeons and. Oh well, yeah, that I stuff. did have Nickelodeon. You had a cl- that right there. <laughs> you had a clicker box. <laughs> that is the sign of it. There right are people there. listening to us right now who don't even know what a clicker box is. We I had, don't even know if that's what you call it. We had three channels, and then you had OPB. And I mean, an OPB didn't play sitcoms, obviously. So the other three played the sitcoms. It's whatever they played. That's what I had to watch. So. Yes, Different Strokes was like from the mid-80s, which you were around for that, too. Let's not act like we're, oh, I didn't watch television before I was 10 But if it was old. like 84, 85, I'd only be like five, four or five years old. Well, I remember shows I watched back from then. I don't. I don't have like a, a super amazing memory. I never have. Like, I don't. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but you wouldn't remember something you watched when you were like eight or nine? Well, I remember, yeah, all like the cartoons that I watched. I didn't watch a lot of sitcoms. We weren't allowed to watch like grown-up television. <laughs> okay, I would hardly call Webster grown-up television. That, I mean, that's like, I don't even know where to compare that to. That is not grown-up television. That's sitcoms. It's like family sitcoms. It's like family matters. It's like, you know. It's like all about families. Y- yes. Yes, exactly. So is that what a, like a sitcom is? Like just all about a family? Like is it? No. Wait, what? No, I mean like when you're saying sitcoms, because I watched a lot of like different types of shows. Situational comedy, a sitcom. So they're in a so like Friends, Friends, yes, yes. Okay. Friends is a is a sitcom. Like, are you you wanting to ask what a sitcom is? Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, what are you confusing it with? I'm, like, I'm step not. by step, that's one. Full House, absolutely. Those are all those are all sitcoms. Okay, so they're basically just like usually back then, all yeah, all, all filmed in front of a live studio audience. Okay, so it's like the like the situation can be like the family or the place or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah. Those are definitely ones. Um, <laughs> Mr. Jakey says it's about a situation in which things are comedic. Um, yeah. All right. So it's just basically that easy. I mean, yeah, essentially. Like everything that you've been because talking about so is ma- definitely one. Okay. Because I have so many like TV theme songs that I loved, but I mean, I guess they weren't situational comedies. Well, no, you can like other TV theme songs. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about specifically sitcoms. There's different categories when you when you broaden these out. I mean, you can have dramas, you can have sitcoms, you can have kids shows. You know, it's all kinds of different things. Okay. You can look at it. Why? Was there something that you wanted? No, no, no. I found another uh, one of the my sitcom things. It's one of my uh, one of the songs that I liked. Okay. I don't think you'd recognize this one. Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Do you recognize this? I, I don't know what that is. 
foundation. The sun is gonna surely shine. What is this from? Blossom. Oh, I did watch a little bit of Blossom. Isn't that a whoa? Yes, I was gonna say that, but I didn't want to give it away. Yeah, because we weren't really allowed to watch Blossom very much because it was more of an adult comedy. At least in in my parents' household. (laughs) Huh? Yeah, I mean, I I did watch a little bit of Blossom, but I did not see a whole lot of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whoa! I definitely remember that part. No, Joey. All right, well, fine. The greatest sitcom television song that's ever been created is, is there's only one and we don't have to go on you know about these for much longer although I find this awesome if I would be happy to put together a top five <gasps> alright so let me tell you let's get this so what, what's his name again George Potop George Papadopoulos George Papadopoulos so in thinking about that so uh-huh. since the other George Papadopoulos is getting indicted like could you do you think they're comparative like do you think it's believable that the actor who played George Papadopoulos <laughs> from the show what would cons- commit conspiracy yeah. and lie to the government about Russia? No, the George Papadopoulos on the show—he was a former football player in real life. Alex Karras. Oh, that's that's who he, that's who he was. Um, are you asking me if I'm confused? Like with the character on the television show? Well, I'm just saying—is that why it's so believable? Because do people like think back to Webster? Like, oh, George. Papadopoulos. Well, again, this is only for the five percent of people that remember Webster. But I would say, well, then the five percent of people that believe, that remember Webster are all like Facebook friends of mine because every single dude that I know that's like. Late 30s, like mid 40s, has been making this joke. George Papadopoulos, the character, would have been a serial killer. That's what he would have been. What? Oh, yeah. He would have had a real secret, like, anger problem, and then in the basement, he would have, you know, hidden away bodies. Because I just remember him as being ticked off, like, all the time. Oh. Just, like, always, like, That's frowning. not comfortable to watch. He was just, like, the grumpy guy. Like, what are you kids doing? Like, he wasn't really mad, but that's just in my kid brain. That's what I associate. He was, like, the grumpy guy. I'm like, eh, I don't want to be near him. Mm-hmm. So I would think he'd be more, like, serial killer style than he would have been, uh, you know, um, committing conspiracy or whatever it is. that I don't ever want anyone to describe me. She looks more like she'd be a more serial killer style. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of... I think I'm, like, the opposite of serial killer style because I keep talking about how I'm listening to all these things about uh-huh. it. So I can't stop. It is being asked. You, you call Blossom an adult comedy. I don't really know. It was no. Really I'm, I said an adult. adult comedy in my household. Like we weren't really. I don't know. We didn't watch a lot of situational comedies. <laughs> well, I mean, it we did watch like a lot of Nickelodeon. Did. I think it was yes. You're right. Oh, I had the click box. So yeah, I had the click box, and yeah. so we'd watch like you can't do that on television. Clarissa explains it all. Are you afraid of the dark? Oh my God! That I know was my nothing about favorite. anything you just, you just said. I really don't know anything. Oh about. yeah, we'd watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? It came on at like eight p.m. and it was um, like spooky stories, and they all like these kids all sit around a campfire. Yeah, and then the, you know this crackling campfire, and then one of them starts telling the story, and then at the end of the at the end of the story, it goes back it's like it's basically a like a dramatized version of whatever ghost story they're telling, and then at the end they snuff out the the fire and it goes. And then the smoke comes up and it says, like, created by whatever. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Wow. That sounds like fancy. It was super fancy. Hmm. I'm not complaining. And then watching some uh, Clarissa Explains It All, that was my favorite. Yeah. Show. Well, the rest of us were stuck watching reruns of different strokes, although it was still amazing. Uh, however, I wanted to do this so that the greatest television sitcom theme song ever, I mean, it's very clear and it's being already noted in the chat. Somebody else is already a fan of it. It's this one right here. This, there is no sitcom theme song that has ever been better. Ever. And it's a close, you know, there's a no. lot of really good ones. The very best one is Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Goddamn Belvedere. Streaks on the China, never matter before. Who cares? I when disagree. You your jacket as you came through the door. Greg's doing jazz hands. No one cares. But sometimes things get turned around and no one spares. Look out below. There's a change in the stand. Just imagine the hijinks happening right now. Gonna need all the help that we can get. Wesley's up to something. According to our new arrival, life is more than mere survival. We just might live the good life yet. Perfect. I disagree. Let me, right, since you're doing your top Boom. one, can I do one mine? Minute. Fine, one, but... I believe that this is the most perfect... If anyone talks about any perfect sitcom Mm -hmm. theme song, 
this is what everybody thinks. No other sitcom has been recreated more or has been referenced That's, more. That has nothing to do with the no, ranking. But that the has song, nothing to do. No, but the song is very identifiable. It goes along with the whimsy of the show. This is what I'm talking about. You know what it is. Yeah. Hey, it's good. Everybody knows this. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paper boy, evening TV. Did I get delivered here? Somebody tell me, please. If you played this song in a bar, every single person would be singing it along to the chorus. Didn't say not iconic. Yeah, a lot of people may. Belvedere is a more refined palette. A more refined palette. A connoisseur, if you will. Ready, Greg? Yeah. Our friend Lisa right. actually lives in the same... Uh, she lives right next door to this park that they run through at the beginning. She does. There's some other ones being noted in here. Sanford and Son, Facts of Life, Cheers Song. Yeah, those are all good ones. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm just saying there's only one number one. After that, it's a very... It's, there's a lot of dispute about how you rank them. Well, I mean, it is kind of confusing when you do, like, sitcoms and all the other TV shows. I mean, there's just so no, many. you just got to put it into just sitcom. That's why you got to categorize them. Oh, okay. There are rules, Sarah. Okay, there are great. rules that should be followed when you're doing it. Okay. All right. Well, wait. I do need to address the, <gasps> the fake news. I do need to talk about this from the beginning of the show here. So, the apparently, okay, before we went on air... Sarah and I were talking about, uh, and we have the live stream here, funemploymentradio.com slash live. If you're a live subscriber, you can tune in. We, o- we often do a lot before we even go live, and then some of that will get put into the archives as well. But we were talking about how Sarah and I have both been sick. You know, the entire city of Portland has honestly been sick. Like, everybody. Uh, even people I know that never get sick, because I don't get sick a lot, but... Um and even like the things that usually like hit everybody will usually avoid me. And this year, uh-huh. I got hit with it. Greg did. Every single person I know has been like punched in the face yeah. by this awful like cold flu thing that came through. Yeah, that was probably like what two weeks ago. Yeah, like yeah, a week and it in- takes a long time to work it out. Yeah. Your so anyway, that's been going on, and uh, and we're both talking about how we we need to get a flu shot. And I um, I hate needles. I absolutely I hate needles. Like with, I really can't stand seeing a needle going. I can't watch it on television. If somebody, if there's a show where somebody's like shooting up drugs or something, or even in the shooting hospital, up drugs, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, in, they're hopped up on whatever. You know, if they show a needle piercing the skin, like I gotta look away. Like I just, I, I don't, I don't like to look at it. I, I hate needles. But the rumor that's going around right now, apparently in the live chat when we were talking about this, because we're gonna go get our, our shot today, and I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna sit there, I'm gonna let somebody shove a needle into my arm. But now apparently people are saying that the last time we talked about this, that I was apparently crying when I got my flu shot. And let me just put this to bed right now. I was not crying. I did not cry when I got my flu shot last year or the year before. I did not cry. I sat there and I took it and... I did not cry. This is a false rumor that needs to needs to go away. And there's nothing wrong with crying. If you're gonna cry, but I'm not gonna cry when I'm going. It to It seems get my like you're shot. shaming people who are crying. I'm not shaming people that cry. I'm just saying I'm not gonna be the person crying. You know, when I go down to Safeway and get my flu shot, I or think, wherever I go. I think between the two of us, you might be the most likely to cry. I am not gonna cry. I won't cry. I I'm a man. So wait, I thought you just said that it doesn't matter if you're a man. Well, if people are allowed to cry, but then now you're justifying not crying. By people saying you're are a man. allowed to cry. I'm just saying I didn't cry. And so I, uh, you know, they put the shot in. I'm not going to look at it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to look the other way. I will not look at her put the needle in my arm. Hell no. But. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. you know, it's uh, the bottom line is I, uh, you know, I clearly, clearly did not cry. And that's the most important thing. Okay, so I feel like you're making too big of a deal of this. Well, it's uh, no, I'm just saying. Because I didn't think that you did cry, but now that you've been saying this, it's making me think that you did. Well, no, I'm just, it's, it's fine. I mean, I don't think, was I there? I don't even remember. I just, I don't want these rumors getting out of hand. And Why? I feel like people are, because it's just not true. I, I'm, I'm all about so the truth. So what if they think it's true? Well, I'm about the truth, Sarah. I want the truth to be out there. And the truth is, I didn't cry. You don't want I them to think cry. that you're a baby? I'm not a baby. Are you a, I'm not a, I are you am a not a baby. 
I am a man, and I just, for the record, I did not cry. That's just the facts. The facts of what happened. Is it the facts of life? It's the facts of life. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly what's going on. So there, now that that's out there, I, really, it, I hope that buries it. And we're all good to go now that everybody knows. You sound like I someone who's guilty cry. of something that comes out and they clearly like, did it. But then there's like, I absolutely did not have sexual relations with that woman. But like, then you know that they did it, you know? Yeah, but I didn't cry. Greg, if I cried, I would admit it, but I didn't. I didn't do it. I wouldn't admit it, even if I had. Yeah, that's being said, it's okay that you cried, Greg. Well, yeah, it would be fine if I cried, but uh, but I didn't cry. I got a needle shot. I put the needle in my arm, and I looked away. But yeah, still, I, used I didn't to be, cry. I think, like honestly, with my whole surgery thing that I went through, because I was terrified of needles. Yeah. And now, after having you know one, you know, stuck in my arm for a day and a half, like after that, and I'm like, okay, this is giving me like life saving things that I need. Like, for some reason, it totally has shifted my perspective, and now I just I'm not bothered by it. It's well, weird. I'm okay with the result. I'm not mad that they're going to. No, I know, but I mean, because I was looking at it, it was just so what, gross. Now you're all enthusiastic about it. You like? No, I'm not at enthusiastic it? Like about it, but now it? I can tolerate it because usually I, I couldn't have even looked at it, or, or else I felt like I would pass out. And now, since I had to look at it for like a day and a half, I'm like, okay, well, that's a thing. So you're gonna watch it? No, I'm not gonna watch it, but I don't think it bothers me as much as it used to. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not a needle enthusiast. Kind of sounds like it. Kind of sounds like it's your whole deal now. Being said, it's all right, Greg. Needles are scary. Oh my God, Courtney in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com/slash/live says, "I'm weird. I have to watch them put the needles in my arm. It hurts more if I don't watch." You're crazy. That is absolutely insane. Why would you look at it? Oh yeah, our, our pal Jake is saying you should wear your, make sure you wear your cargo shorts so you have extra pockets for your <laughs> tissues when you get your you get your shot. It's Halloween. Will they give me candy afterward? Oh, we should wait till tomorrow. Get Halloween shots. It's not exciting. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. First up, Greg. Another week, another stupid Guinness Book of World Records has been broken. Okay. Guinness World Record. Guinness Book. Guinness World. You worked your way there. A total of 972 people over this past weekend, decided to don penguin costumes at an Ohio University. Wow, I can't really talk today. University. Mm-hmm. Uh, to break a Guinness World Record for a gathering of people d- dressed as penguins. That's a thing. The That's world's largest gathering, gathering of people. Gathering of people dressed like penguins. Dressed like penguins. Slow news. Youngstown. State University said the group of students, alumni, and community members gathered this past Saturday at the Watson and Trestle training site to put on penguin costumes for the world record attempt. The school says it has uh, it attempt its attempt has bested a London gathering of 624 penguins. So other people have done this before. That wow. record was set back in 2015. Where do you buy a penguin costume? I don't know, but 972 people were able to come up with a penguin costume and stand in that field and get their accolades. All right. Uh, So the university president says, I'm just so proud everyone came here to break the world record together. Because that's something you should be proud of. Yeah. Indiana State Police say they've arrested a man accused uh, accused of receiving $75,000 worth of methamphetamine that was shipped to him. So this is the interesting part to me. That was shipped to him inside of... Multiple gift-wrapped mannequin heads. Multiple gift-wrapped mannequin heads. Wow. Full of meth. Gift-wrapped mannequin heads full of meth. So How come I can say that, that and I can't be... say, like, penguin? Yeah, right. Yeah. But, so they think, like, sending gift-wrapped mannequin heads is not going to set off an alarm for anybody? I it's would like, think oh, that. yeah, oh, that's perfectly normal. Yeah, everyone's oh, totally fine. Let's just get a bunch of heads in the mail. What know. a beautiful mannequin head. Go ahead and send that, uh, send that in there. A small wonder I thought about doing that, but then I was like, oh, no, it's too much. What? Well, the best way to get a penguin costume is go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon. Oh, link. that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Well, state police say that troopers with the drug task force arrested this man by the name of Paxton Davis. Uh, and he, they found that he was in possession of more than 2.2 pounds of methamphetamine, which is $75,000 worth of drug. Wow. 
That seems like a lot of money for... I mean, I guess I don't know what two pounds of meth is, looks like, but it seems like a lot a of lot. money. All right, so investigators say that uh, Davis had received, received the meth in various packages sent uh, via the USPS. Uh, the narcotics had been stuffed inside mannequin heads that were then gift-wrapped before shipping. So uh, the Indiana State Police say that he was previously arrested in August when troopers found him in possession of more than half a pound of meth, which is 15000 Oh, half a pound of meth, $15,000 cash, paraphernalia, packaging material, and 26 firearms. Jesus. Let's get him off the streets. Uh, so he was arrested on felony charges of dealing, meth- uh, dealing methamphetamine and possession of methamphetamine. No word on what happened to the multiple mannequin heads. Yeah. Don't you have mannequin heads at your place? Mm, I have a tissue box that's a head, a doll head. I have um, this amazing, like, four-faced Buddha statue that, uh, like, but it's just a head that I got from Asylum on 37th and Hawthorne, where it has, like, different expressions. Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah, so I can, like, turn it around, like, when I was, like, happy and sad. Just turn it depending on your mood. I have a headless mannequin body. That I hang one of my fake oh, fur jackets on. Oh, that's maybe it. Yeah, so you took the head off of the mannequin. No, it didn't come with a head. But it does have sure. a gas mask on it, and you can actually see it when I open my door uh, to my apartment. And it's just like a mannequin mm-hmm. wearing a fur jacket with a gas mask on it. Yeah. Okay. I wonder why people don't want to talk to me. Yeah, a real mystery. Real mystery mm-hmm. on that one. All right. A man, uh, thank you to everyone who sent this to me. So a man who found himself locked overnight inside of a Wisconsin store's beer cooler was cited for theft when he was discovered the next morning because he had decided to help himself to some beverages to pass the time. Wait, so he was locked in there? He was locked in there. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Well, police say that Jeremy Van Ert, he's 38, told officers that he was shopping at the Quick, uh, Quick Trip store. Last week, uh, it ended up trapped inside of the store's cooler when employees locked it for the night at 11.50 p.m. So a quick trip manager... I'm still confused on this. How do they just lock somebody in there? I guess they automatically lock because that's when they stop selling beer. Oh, so the doors just lock themselves. So the doors lock themselves. That's weird. Yeah. So a quick trip manager said a customer told employees at about 5.50 a.m. on (laughs) the next day that there appeared to be a man locked inside the cooler... And when the employees opened the door, he left the store in quite a hurry. The managers say that the man had an 18-ounce bottle of Ice House beer and three cans of Four loco. <laughs> well, locked oh, in the cooler. Man. And it also knocked over, or most likely fallen over, a stack of boxes, destroying three cans of beer. So all in all... So he's in there just getting himself stirred up with Four loco. Just getting stirred bouncing up. Bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Getting all hopped up on Four loco. The thing is, you also know, so this was a cooler. Oh, he had to use the bathroom. Exactly. Is that what you're thinking? Somewhere there is Somewhere a, yeah. there's, there's something. Yeah, so he was in there for, yes, yeah, six yeah, hours. Courtney is asking, why didn't he call for help? Uh, that is one very good question. Unless maybe he didn't have service back in the cooler, we'll say. Well, and what, uh, what they're also speculating is apparently he was on probation, which banned him from consuming alcohol, so they don't know oh, if he... Oh, shit. So he's back there like... So yeah. he didn't know. No, so I think that they think that maybe he went in there on purpose to get himself locked in, so that he could have some. Well, he went who back there and sit, hid. Yeah, who would want to like be in a freezing cold? Like, I'm just glad that he's okay. For three cans of four loco. I mean, I think if you really want to, um, an 18 figure. ounce bottle of Ice House beer too. God, why? If you're in the cooler, why would you pick the worst stuff possible? I. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, if you're gonna do that, why? Why go with the uh, Ice House? <laughs> I mean, I used to drink Ice House in college. I used college. to drink Ice House in college, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've talked about this. It's a college malt Because liquor. it seems like it's a it's a classier beer. It's like it was one up, step up from, like, Bush Light. No, I was just all about the price. That's all it was. Oh, Ice House came in bottles, I remember, and that was just fancier. Because at WSU, all we drank was just Bush Light all the time. Oh, yeah. All day, every day. That was, like, the, the campus beer. I'd go to parties with, like, walls of bush light, like, built out of, um, like, 12 packs. Ours was beer, I mean, uh, Rainier, um, Schlitz, a lot of Keystone Light, and Ice House was definitely in the mix in there. Oh, yeah. If you went to, yeah, if you were in Pullman in the late 90s, early 2000s, yeah, you, you, it was all bush light all the time. Oh, yeah, and beer, beer. That was the other thing. Beer, beer? Yeah, these ele- you'd buy them in just a flat. They didn't come in a box or anything. It's just a flat of like 11, they were 11-ounce bottles, stubbies. 
and they have just a white label and in red it says beer on it. And what they would do is this company bought like the bottom swill of all kinds of breweries. So you'd either get bottom of the barrel like Rainier or you could get bottom of the barrel Deschutes. Like you never knew. It was a mystery. Wow. So it's just a white label. Um, yeah, in red letters it says beer. Wow, we didn't have anything like that. Yeah, and just like an old like cardboard flat. And so you go buy that and it was always cheap. It was like five bucks for a case or something. Like super cheap. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Beer, beer. All right. Well, he was uh, cited for retail theft for not paying for the beverages. When he left the store, he was also arrested for violating his prohibition. Mm. Well, at a Newport, I think it's the, the East Coast one, not the not our Newport, not Newport Bay. Oh my God! It is actually Newport Bay. This would be <sighs> or Newport News. Where's the other Newport? Virginia. Virginia. All right. I'm sure that's there's more than two Newports well, we'll just in the guess that country this is too, but um, okay. <laughs> there's no Newport Bay in Oregon, though. That sure. is not such. There's that's, no such that's thing. That's what you think. All right, out of Newport, Virginia, there's a restaurant there by the name of Viking Burger, and it's now offering burgers inspired by the hit show Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, Newport, Rhode Island, of course. Okay, well, according to a restaurant employee, the burgers were originally made in honor of the show's finale. However, they were so popular that they've decided to keep them on the menu for a few more months to satiate Game of Thrones fans. Thrones fans. Satiate isn't really the word they use there. This seems creepy. Yeah. All right, well, uh, here are a few of the burgers that they have. So there's the Hodor. It says the Hodor is not a bur- the burger for the week. It has five sirloin patties. Bacon and two slices of American cheese. You can also add lettuce, tomato, and onions for free. It seems there's no rhyme or reason. It just is five patties. The Grey Joy, which could go poorly. Uh, was it a hot dog or no, something? No, it's not a hot dog. Whoa, Greg. Way to work blue. I'm just saying it would make sense. It's a sirloin patty seasoned with brown sugar bourbon, uh, topped with caramelized onions, chorizo, and cheddar jack cheese. Yeah, I kind of thought it was going to be some sort of sausage thing. Um, there's also the White Walker, which is a burger stuffed with Gouda cheese and grilled onions topped with caramelized onions and A1 sauce. These all sound completely disgusting. But if you would like to get one at Viking Burger, it's located at 13650 Warwick Boulevard in a Newport somewhere in the United States of America. <laughs> we don't know where. Oh, Lord. And finally, out of Palm Bay, Florida, a Florida man has been arrested after... He decided to expose himself for a significant period of time at uh, Walmart. No, so close. What do you think? Target. Okay. No, more um, Thule. <laughs> a Home Depot. Close. A Lowe's. Yes. All right. Ding, ding, ding. Gets naked at a Lowe's and claims to also be Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh, the Palm Bay Police Department says they received multiple calls from people who said that there was a man apparently naked shaking his. Genitals at cars as they would pass oh, by. Just a little. Just a little. Uh, yeah, so um, a woman in particular called and she described it. She said that this has been ongoing for over 20 minutes outside of the Lowe's wow. near Malabar Road. She, so she just pulled over and she was just watching it happen for 20 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, what, how does she know it had been 20 minutes? Yeah. But she she watched for 20 minutes and then, then at that point she got upset by it? No, finally she's like, all right, whoa, 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 19 was fine. 20. This has got too long. Too long. Also, like, I mean, I'm not. Why is that not shut to... down like quicker than that? Like, 20 minutes seems like a long period That's of time. That's what I mean. Well, when law enforcement finally arrived to the scene, they found 52 year old Terry Wayne Brothers, uh, who had, between her phone call and them getting there, put on some underwear. Uh, he was standing outside of the building. Officers approached him and uh, asked him what he was doing and uh, why he was out there naked, shaving his, his private parts as people were driving by. According to the police report, the only thing brothers kept repeating is, I am Jesus Christ. Okay. I am Jesus Christ. All right. Well, officers said they can't be certain if the man was on narcotics, although they think that he was. He was arrested and transported to jail on misdemeanor charges of exposure of sexual organs. Yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm just impressed with I mean, that that's number, a long actually. time. Yeah. 
you know, must not be a busy Lowe's or like people must just look the other way. I'm just curious, like for this lady, like why did she just call it in right away? She waited 20 minutes to call it. I don't know. What happened during that 20 minutes? What was Maybe she like what left and came doing? back. I'm going to go back and see if that guy's still there. Yeah. I was so bothered by it, I had to go look at it again. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. There, my friends, is your world of crazy. Not that I'm defending the man shaking his genitals at the uh, cars, but something suspicious about this whole story. There's something awry. There's something amiss. Something's, there's, we're missing some information mm-hmm. in there. Absolutely. I can tell you seem a little seem a little discombobulated. Well, right? I'm not. I think there's some truth hidden in there somewhere mm-hmm. that we need to get to the bottom to. Okay. Of. All right. Well, uh, I do have just a little bit of ball talk here. Balls to the wall. Right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. Speaking of naked men. Oh boy. Perfect little segue right there, Sarah. This man's only half naked though. Uh, last yesterday, the World Series. The top half or the bottom half? Uh, top half was nude. Okay. Bottom half wore star-spangled shorts. Ooh. So this happened at uh, the World Series yesterday, taking place in Houston for Game 5. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but there was this that happened during the game. There was a half-naked man wearing star-spangled shorts who rushed the field oh. and ran around the infield for a minute before being uh, viciously tackled by security and taken off. Uh, so deservedly so, though. So he was, uh, we, did, we did have kind of a half-streaker. Like, if you're going to streak, if you're going to run out, a half streaker. You'd think you'd just go like f- full on for it rather than, you know, wearing the shorts. Mm-hmm. You're going to get arrested for it. Because he's going to get arrested and probably banned from ballparks for life or something. Oh, that sucks. I'm just saying. Why not go all, all you know, full Monty, as they say? All right, anyway, moving on. <laughs> You've never heard you sound so old. <laughs> <laughs> Stripping down to your skivvies. All right, so. Uh, also, this game yesterday went to 10 innings and ended 13-12 to 12 with the Astros winning the game. Um, there were, the, the record has been set during this World Series for home runs. Like, it's crazy how many home runs there have been. And it, uh, let's see, they were the third team to, they had, <coughs> excuse me, they set the World Series record, the Astros did, to have five different players homer in a single game in the World Series. So, that's nuts. That's that's yeah. you don't normally when's see the that next, in World Series. When's the next game? What is it? Tuesday. Tied Tuesday is the next game. So right now the the series is set. It's the best of seven series. So it's set uh, three to two. Astros lead. So if the Astros win on Tuesday in LA, they are the World Series champions. If LA wins, it goes to Game Seven, which is what I think everybody wants a Game Seven, unless you're in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only people that would want it to end. Tomorrow because it's been a really fun World Series, and this is when I get interested in baseball. Just because, look, I, I'm not a much of a regular season baseball person, but the playoffs, it's fun because something's on the line for everybody. It is a lot of fun to watch, and this World Series has been pretty amazing. It's been pretty a pretty fun World Series, so that will continue tomorrow. With that, one a couple other things from yesterday. There was there's a video circulating. Uh, there was a home run hit into the outfield, and this woman caught it, and she's cheering, and you see her raising her arm up, and you see this other guy reach across what I believe is her husband, reach across, grab the ball out of the woman's hands, and then throw it back onto the field. So he took the ball from her after she caught it. What a and dick! threw it back onto the field. Yes. <clears throat> yes. So it, this thing's been circulating, and everybody's like, look at this asshole. And what it, there was a home run, so this was clearly, these were Houston fans, and the home run was from Yasiel Puig, who's a Dodgers player. So if you're a traditionalist, you catch the home run from, from the other team, you throw it back on the field. I would not do that, because that ball's going to be worth money. Mm-hmm. To an L.A. Dodger fan, yeah, you'd be able to sell that. I wouldn't throw it on the field. But anyway, this is what this guy did. He ripped the ball out of the hand of this woman. There is more to the story, though, now that's coming out. So it turns out this guy was not just a stranger grabbing the ball out of a woman's hand. Uh, still not right, but it was her brother-in-law. So that was his brother that was in between, not looking back at it now. So it's his brother that was in between him and the woman. So that's... that's Wait, so it was her husband's brother? Yeah, it was her husband's brother that ripped the ball out of her hand and threw it on the field. So it, it Why wasn't a stranger. Why would he do that? He did it because of the he was pissed off that it was a Dodgers home run and he didn't want it in the stands. Total jerk. 
Don't get me wrong. Total jerk. But what the woman has come out and said, she is now, um, she's made a statement about it. She said that she's not mad he threw the whole ball back on the field. She's mad that he took it from her and didn't let her throw the ball back on the field. Oh, okay. Because she's like, I was going to do it, but then he ripped it out of my hands before I could. So, either way, total, total jerk. But, now it makes more, a little more sense. I would be pissed off if I were her. Oh, uh, yeah. No well, I mean, it sounds situation. like she's not... She's not mad the ball went on the Yeah, field. that's a weird... That's she's a just weird mad thing. that he took it. He, he took her opportunity to throw the ball back mm. on the field away from her. Still a jerk. I mean, that's, that's a jerk move. Yeah. What would you do with the ball if you caught it? Uh, during the home run, uh, during mm. this, or World Series, Game 5. I mean, not being a particular fan of either team, if I happen to be there and catch that... I would hold on to that ball, and I would get the hell out of there immediately. I would leave. Because, I mean, you'd be harassed the rest of the time. If I, if I tried to hold on to that ball, a bunch of drunk Astros fans in the outfield, oh, no, yeah. you wouldn't survive. I would take it, and I would leave, and then I'd put, I'd put it on eBay, and I'd, I'd sell it. Oh, yeah. Might as well. I mean, you could probably get, I couldn't say for sure, but I bet you could get several thousand dollars for that thing from some Dodgers fan. Oh, for sure. And that would be worth it for me. If I were a super fan of the team, well, I don't know. I guess I can't say for sure. Oh, boy. That'd be hard to throw back on the field, though. It's too much money. No, don't throw it back on the field. It's too much money. But anyway, there we go. That is what happened. So the the series does continue tomorrow in L.A. Astros coming to L.A. If the Astros win, again, they will be World Series champions. If the Dodgers win, then we go to Game 7, which is what everybody wants. Minus Houston. <laughs> so not everybody, but all everybody outside everybody. of Houston. I'm sure. I'm sure even Houston people, if they knew Houston was going to win the seventh game, they would want a seventh game. But um, yeah, that's where we're at right now. So I'll leave it at that. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Oh, I can't wait to watch that tomorrow. Yeah, man. it's going to be good. Unless that's because I'm not really like the biggest baseball fan, but I have enjoyed watching the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. Caitlin is asking, does Greg think that was a $1,000 baseball? I bet it's multiple thousands. Honestly, I bet that baseball, you could sell that to a Dodgers, especially a Dodgers fan, because they're going to have some fans that are pretty rich. Not all Dodgers fans are rich, but Dodgers fans, oh, yeah. there will definitely be some rich ones. In oh, there yeah. That would pay several thousand dollars for that baseball. Of course, because a lot of because Dodgers, I know a lot of people who don't, who aren't like the biggest fan of the Dodgers, fans of the Dodgers, mm-hmm. or like their fans. So I think that. I think that there will be maybe some uh, some rich jerks in there that would probably buy it. Oh, buy it just to just spite. to have it. No, yeah, just to have it. Oh, okay. Well, if they, it was a Dodgers home run, right? It was a Dodgers home run. Yeah, so you could totally sell that to one of them at a really high cost. That's what I mean. Yeah, I would hang on to that. that that's that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. One of them would buy it. Oh yeah. Uh, there is an article here that somebody has just posted. You cut a World Series home run ball. What is it worth? Um, you'll be approached by team representatives. Oh yeah, they probably. The team will usually want you to do it. They want you to give it back? Uh, yeah, and they'll probably exchange it for, like, tickets or something like that. Um, huh. Yeah, there's a lot of different options. There. I wouldn't throw it back. Mm-hmm. No, me neither. No, wait, you hang mm-hmm. on to the And the Major League Baseball, like, no, they are a billion, trillion dollar thing. Don't give the ball back. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Don't ever give the ball back. Yeah, and uh, see, it's being suggested, strike while the iron is hot. Winning a day or week won't diminish a historic ball's value. And this is, granted, you know, this is a home run in a losing effort. They didn't win the game. Still, it's a World Series home run ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he saw one customer pass up a $250,000 for a home run ball and had that settle for forty five grand. Yeah, take that money, man. Take that money. Definitely a few grand. I think you can get a few grand. Oh, yeah. That's my clearly seasoned advice. That's great. For anybody out there. Yes. Very, well-researched Well-researched, advice. very knowledgeable advice. That I have just uh, come up okay. with for right there. So there it is. All right. Um, I think that's about it for today, but I do want to say this. The Portland Podcast Festival is happening, and we would love for you to be there. Yes. It's going to be December 2nd at the Hawthorne Theater. Um, I think we're – it's 15 podcasts, actually, is what it is, that are going to be performing live. Um, they're all doing, like, 20-minute versions of their shows. You get to see a whole wide variety 
and yeah, then two separate rooms. It's going to be two stages. Um, and you can yeah bounce back and forth, do whatever you want. It's just going to be a really fun time, and we would love to have the support of everyone to come out for this. There is still more we need to announce, and I think we're doing it tomorrow. Awesome, I believe is we'll be announcing some more some more pieces to the puzzle, if you will. To this thing, um, we're just really excited about it, and we would love to have everybody come out. Oh, like our friends Della and Larry, I got a message from them today. They said uh, they wrote and said tickets to the PDX Podfest secured. Yeah. Hey, Sarah and Greg, just want to let you know we got our tickets and are super excited to attend the event. I can't wait to see all that is in store for this, uh, and um, and be there for the beginning of what's going to be an amazing annual event. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so we are we're, so excited. We're really Thank trying you, to build Della something with this, and and you know, assuming it uh, goes well, we're going to be bigger and better going forward. So we we would love to have you be a part of this to help support it. We yes, need, and let us know when you pick support. up your tickets so that we can give you, give you a shout-out. Sure, absolutely. All right, well, um, again, go to pdxpodfestival.com and just click on the tickets link there, and that'll take you right there to get the tickets. Sweet. Tickets, 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 tickets. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. It's 503-575-9120. Again, to recap, uh, to recap, recap. Oh my god! To recap, <laughs> I did Is not. Is a recap just an update on something that went really terribly? <laughs> I did not cry when I got my flu shot, and uh, also, Mr. Belvedere is the greatest sitcom television theme song of all time. These are both things that uh, Greg is saying, and both of one, if not both of these, are not true. So let's pick which one. Uh, they are both true. Uh huh. How you doing over there, champ? Oh, I'm good. Yeah. I am good. All right. Good to go, as they say, sir. It's very warm in here. It is. It is. Well, you know, the seasons are changing, sir. Greg, I think that's why my allergies might be kicking up a little. It's true. Well, I want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in. Um, Those of you listening live, that's fantastic. $6.99 a month. First week is free. Or even just as a supporter of Fun Employment Radio uh, doing that. Or just listening to the show and sharing it. Tell somebody about it. If you have a favorite episode, let them know. Um, You can easily share the episodes from our website. um, Share those on Twitter. We're at Fun Amp Radio or Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Um, great ways to help the show out is just spreading the word. Spread it. Spread the word. Spread it like mayonnaise. No, don't gross it up. <laughs> All right, thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Com. Bye, friends. Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.